Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. Hi, welcome back to the Mob Squad. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ariel, and I promise we're not super weird that we laugh every time we start a podcast. <laughs> we haven't laughed every single time. Yes, the last three Maybe we once we haven't. Um, last week's podcast, we didn't. We didn't? Oh, good. On Sober Well, curious. then we have two that we didn't laugh mm-hmm. at. And then the one before that, we didn't laugh either. I don't know so if two. I believe you. There are two. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we just, it's just awkward starting a podcast. So if you ever start one, you'll know what we're talking about. But how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. How are yeah. you? I'm good. I'm um, still doing the summer, the epic summer challenge. And <laughs> um, it's good. We made slime today. Oh, fun. Well, two of my children made slime with me and my third firstborn was pissed that he didn't get to make slime. He was like, what? You did this without me? What did you do without me? And I actually didn't know that he wanted to make slime. I didn't know that it would be such a thing. Anyway, um, so yeah, trying to do quality time. We've skipped out on game night a few times. So we owe the boys game night. Well, game night. Things have been happening and it's really hard to keep a schedule in the summer. So while I do have this epic summer plan, these goals, we're also being flexible and just kind to each other if we with mi- like if we miss a step you know yeah yeah you always so, have to have grace as a parent yeah. can you guys please go away <laughs> we're doing this live today <laughs> we have an audience of six boys yeah anyway so how's your summer reset going not well so I agree with you it is hard to keep a schedule in the summer we you know my goals were just to basically get some things done and also you know not be addicted to technology and that has been difficult. So we've set some boundaries and some rules and we've been implementing that for a few days now and the kids are doing okay with it. And every day they get up and do chores and we're trying to have some kind of structure to the day, but it is hard in the summer when there's no place that they have to be. I mean, they do a couple things like my oldest is in summer school and my youngest does some sports training in the afternoons and things like that, that we have to do to do do. God, I'm never going to not do, <laughs> do that. Do. Those types of things that we have to do. But for the most part, I think not having a set schedule is really hard it on really everybody. Is. It's hard on everyone. It's funny because during the year we complain about it. And then in the yeah. summer we complain about not having it. So yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those well, things. And I, so my son's in summer school too. And and you probably share the same, like it starts at 830 and you have to get mm-hmm. in by 1230. And it seems like a lot of time, but you have to account for like 30 to 45 minutes for the drop off and the pickup twice. Right. So then there's not a lot of time in between. So I, the one thing that we're actually nailing, which is such a surprise to me is my middle and my little are doing summer school. Like I'm going through math and reading and writing with them. Awesome. And they're doing it every day without fighting. Yeah. That's great. I actually thought that was going to be the hardest part. And it's turned out to be the easiest part. The hardest part. Maybe you should homeschool. Maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) I thought the hardest part was going to be to get them to brush their teeth. Yeah. Or I thought I I thought homeschooling that part was going to be the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Getting them to brush their teeth every day. You know, that's what I hear a lot of people who homeschool is they say it's not as hard as you thought it was going to be. So maybe. I mean, my little one threw his pencil across the room because he got pissed. But that's the only thing that's happened, and he pulled it together. Okay. Quickly, and then. 
He has a mechanical pencil and he got mad when the, I mean, I get mad too when the lip breaks. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't throw it across the that's, room. Yeah. That's something you just got to get used and to. I want to. But yeah. Anyway, summer's going good. Well, good. So um, yeah, let's talk about what we're talking about today. We are going to be discussing something that I really love the idea of and something that makes me excited. I don't know why I just love it so much, but it's called the supper club. And I was inspired by this because my husband's family grew up with the parents being friends with a group of other parents of their one of their children. And they cultivated those friendships. They had dinners together. They included the kids. They went on trips together. They did all of these things where they truly cultivated those friendships. And they continued to be a good group of friends throughout their lives. And they still continue to be friends to this day. And we're obviously all adults now. So this started in elementary school and the parents became friends during that time. And then they continued to stay friends as a, as a group as they went through life together. And now their kids went to college. They continue to stay friends, et cetera, et cetera. Like mm-hmm. they're still friends to this day. So I grew up with my husband. So I knew about this and saw this as an adult and thought it was amazing because so many people don't have that. They don't have like a group of friends that they can do. And they have other friends too. They have other groups from like church and other groups from college and all these other things. And they're just very social family. But I didn't grow up like that. Like Mm -hmm. my mom is an introvert and, you know, my parents had friends, but they were not, you know, all of these friends. Not like this. Not like this. Like no way at all. And we, we didn't really host a lot either. My husband grew up with his mom hosting people all the time. So the only time we ever hosted anything was like holiday with my family. And I remember, you know, doing all the things for that, but I wasn't, I feel like I was never gifted those hosting skills. I do think it is a skill that people have. Like some people are really just designed to do that and are good at it. I feel like you're a good host. Well, that's very kind of you coming from one of the best hostesses I know. You are. Go on. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> you are an amazing host. Like well, you I are just, love it. It's you're, my favorite. Yes, you're good at I it. Do you love it. you know how to do it. I think it's a skill. I really do think it's a skill that people develop. And you're always good about thinking about what your guests might need. And you know, you have great food and you have everything that anybody needs when you're hosting. And I think that that takes a lot of organization and planning and thinking ahead. And I'm not good at any of those skills. So well, hosting people parties. doesn't come naturally to me. I've been to parties at your house and dinner dates and you've done an awesome job. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that. But it is like a lot for me because it because it doesn't come because it doesn't come naturally. It is a lot. And so when your mother-in-law and father-in-law, my in-laws also have the same thing. So Chris's family and to be fair, they lived in the same area. So I wonder if it's a geographical thing. Oh, maybe. Too, because yeah. they're both from the same area in Arizona. Um, and they, I don't, I think that they were a part of some groups together, but maybe not couples groups. But my mother-in-law will oh, talk yeah, about were. her yeah. couples group also. Is that, what did your mother-in-law call it? Also a couples group or they call it something else? Uh, Yes. So I think that it maybe it does come from this area. And they I don't remember what she called it, but she did have a name for it, like Vopo Group or something. Oh, that's like cute. That. I don't know what it was called. My mother-in-law called it Couples Group. Okay. And we have other friends that their parents also grew up in the same area and they were part of Couples Group also. They were part. And then some, I think it's formed through the church, actually. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people find community through their churches. And mm-hmm. so and, and my my in-laws did have a group of people that they knew from church as well. So totally. and it was like cool, fun groups. It wasn't not not that church groups aren't cool and fun because church groups <laughs> yeah. are really cool and fun. Yeah. But sometimes you need something that's outside of that church experience. That totally. Like, 
sort of worship experience. So it's not like that. They do go out to dinner. They have drinks. They go on trips together. They do all kinds of things together. They just happen to have like in common that they go to the same church. Right. Right. So so because I didn't grow up with this type of thing, but I admired it and wanted that for myself and my family. When I had, when my kids were really little, I decided to start a supper club with my friends. And I found this article online that inspired me. And I didn't know to call it a supper club until I found this article. And that's why I, that's why I ended up calling it a supper club. Well, I think too, what you were like longing for, like so many of us is that connection, that deep connection, right? Not only for yourself, but now, now you've made these friends and you have that connection with these women. Now you want to take it a step further and include the fathers or the husbands right right, into the mix, which is so hard to do, right? It's really risky because what if they don't get along? But at that point you had met most of the husbands, right? Right. I think all of them. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, this is a good idea. Let's do this. Yeah. I wanted to cultivate the friendships that we were starting to develop when my kids were little. And it didn't happen as much with my oldest, but the the group of uh, parents that we met with my second mm-hmm. made made more sense. And we just all kind of got along, I feel like pretty easy. And so it kind of came natural. And then I found this article about why you need to start a supper club by Kristen Funston. And it was written in 2018. And I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want this. And I don't know if anybody else would be interested in this, but I brought it up to a couple friends and they're like, oh my God, that sounds like a great idea. Like, let's do Mm -hmm. it. So then that's how the supper club was born. (laughs) And Just to go over the article a little bit, because this is what inspired me. I mean, I wanted to cultivate this group like my in-laws had done, but I didn't know how to start that or what to do or any of those things. But I just knew that we connected with these families and we wanted to pursue, you know, take it to the next level. We want to take it to the next (laughs) level. We did. We wanted to date. (laughs) And then in this article, she even talks about, you know, being intentional because we all, you know, go too much time goes by between visits, phone calls, texts, and lunch or coffee dates with some of our closest and dearest friends. Like that's literally what the article says. I just read it. And she says, you know, we can't let that happen. And this is when my kids were still little. I still had a a younger child. Like we're in the throes of being parents and our kids Mm -hmm. are just starting elementary school. And so even though it's getting a little bit easier, still hard, I think. And she says, you know, in this article, we must be intentional in nurturing friendships or those friendships will die, whether quickly or slowly they will die, which is true. And we've talked about this on our other podcast with the friendship series that we've done. So if you haven't listened to those, please go back and listen to them. They're great. And you know, talking about this, I didn't really know what a supper club was. And this mom kind of made like an outline of what she did and what they set rules for and things like that to kind of as like a guideline of what what you want it to be. So she says, ask yourself who the friends are that you need in your supper club. Is it a couple's thing? Is it just for the girls? Is it friends you still see regularly? Is it friends you hardly see? Like she said, with intentionality, there needs to be some planning. So for her supper club, they set rules and sh- and this she shared them below. And I loved the idea of setting rules because I've started groups before mm-hmm. and you have to have rules or it ends up being something that you don't really want it to be. Like groups have this way of taking on their own energy and becoming what kind of is dictated with the people within the group. And you're always going to have dominant people and less dominant people. And if you don't kind of set those intentions and those rules, then it kind of takes on its own life. And I didn't want that to happen. So we did discuss this a little bit and I did email all the friends that I wanted to include in this and said, what do you guys think about this? The first rule was everyone must be present 
for supper club to happen. I think we tried to do this as much as possible. I think there was only one or two times where couples couldn't make it. Like remember you guys did one and we couldn't come. And then there's another one where I don't know if it was you guys or somebody else couldn't come. But I like that idea because the whole point is to nurture friendships. And if somebody isn't there, then that can't really happen. Like you're not really cultivating that friendship. You're just leaving people out. So well, you're just a high buy that's coming for dinner. Yeah. And then and then whatever's happening. Yes, because whatever's happening at that supper club, they're missing out on. So then Mm -hmm. the next time you have one, well, oh, you guys weren't here for that. So you don't know what's going on or whatever. So it's like you're growing those friendships and you're kind of leaving people out. So that is a good rule. But it's not for me like a hard rule that it's you can never not do it because it's also important to do it. If you can never find time to do it and people aren't available, then it's not going to happen either. So we did break that rule a couple of times. The host. I will say, so I I think it's okay to have exceptions. Yes. So if you can't make it because something did come up or there's just like we've been in situations, Chris and I, where we weren't able to make it either, but it wasn't consistently not. Yeah. Like you're not showing up out of like most out of 12. Right. Right. We missed like two in the year. Right. Right. It wasn't. Well, and we weren't missing them in a row. And I don't think she even says this in the article. But Mm -hmm. one thing that we realized because we started a supper club, we I I don't know if we said that, but we I started a supper club and we did have it for a few years. And we'll talk about that later, but we'll get back to the article. But we did learn a couple things from that. And one of the things is you have to have full commitment from everybody in the group. Mm -hmm. If you don't and we didn't, we had a few couples that did drop out basically because every time we invited them, they weren't available. So obviously it was not important to them or they didn't want to make the time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And it is okay. Totally and we okay. were not mad at them. Nope. We just were like, okay, this is not for them. They just, yeah. this is not what they're wanting in their life. So maybe they liked that they were being included, but it ended up being, they weren't really committed. Or they were just really busy because they had, they, they were overcommitted. Yes. Yeah, but I, you I make time for things that are important to you. If it's important so, to you, you'll find the time to do it. Right. But, and nobody was reaching out and saying, we really want this to work. It's just been impossible. Like there right. was none of that. So it so, wasn't like they dropped out because yeah. we didn't want them there. It was more, it, it just was kind an of organic exit. It wasn't, it just was, okay, right. this has been, I like think it was a mutual times. thing on both ends. And at that point, they just sort of dropped off the email because I think, and I don't know if you talked about this, but maybe talk about this next. When you are having a supper club, the amount of people in it is crucial, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have too many, then it doesn't leave time for actually cultivating those relationships, right? And fostering those friendships. But also, but if you have too little, yeah, that doesn't give like you any room to you grow. And Jojo, and, you're, your your best friend, <laughs> which just is be fine. Like you can us. have a yeah, yeah. It would just be like us. Yeah. I mean, it's I think it it does. And so we did play around with that because mm-hmm. we didn't want to be I didn't want to be exclusive, like, oh, you can't be part of our group. But I also didn't if you open the doors to everybody, then it's not really cultivating the friendships like you wanted to. So it's not a thing to be like, oh, you're not part of our group or you are part of our group. It was never meant to be like that. But it is true what Amanda said that you can't just have 20 couples because first of all, you're hosting it at your house. So I don't know a lot of people who can host that many people. Well, and we haven't really talked about that yet yet either. What? So let's talk about what an actual supper club is. What does this mean? Do you remember remember the rules that you set or did you follow the same rules? that I pretty much, we pretty much followed the same rules. So the host, so number two on her list was the host home does everything. And I think that we, in the beginning where everybody could bring dishes and the host provides the main meal, Mm -hmm. like whatever that is, but then people could bring sides. Cause I don't, I think when, when we first started, we were super busy with still having little kids and things like that, that it is overwhelming. For me, it is. I know you're an amazing host and you could totally uh, pull that off, but 
I could not. So well, it's hard. It it is it's hard. hard to plan all of that food for so many people. Yeah, I'm just not good at it. But it, it well, can I feel be... like you did it once where you had everything. No, I did like and a Thanksgiving theme, but I had people bring stuff. Did stuff? Oh, that was a Friendsgiving, and then we had like a lasagna party. We did. I don't remember that. That was at another family's house. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, we had a breakfast out. one. So our first, like we had fun themes. We did have fun themes. That's all. The themes yes. were always so fun. We did like a pajama we one. We did a Christmas theme, which I loved. We, what did we dress? Was it Christmas jam? We dressed as like yeah, gangster rappers, but like Christmas edition. Oh yeah, you and I it was so funny. Yeah, we did a family one with the we did kids. Do a we, we had all of the kids here, and that was bananas because that ended up being like twenty five people or something. But what was really fun about that? Yeah. We did the Secret Santa with the kids. Yeah, and they thought that was fun, and that was cool for them to be a part of. Yeah, that so experience. the Supper Club is without kids. It is and, without kids. Yeah, and this, and I even think in the article she says, you know, once a year you can do one with the kids mm-hmm. and have everybody come together, and that is totally up to you. Um, but the the host home does everything. So the cooking, the cleaning, all of it. Guests are allowed to bring wine or some other type of fun beverage. No potlucks. And she says they'll discuss why in number three. So the food is serious-ish. And we, when we did start the supper club to not put any pressure on anybody, we did meet out the first night and have fun. And we went to like a bowling place and we had a really good time. Mm -hmm. But I think that that helped to get the supper club started because then nobody was, you know, feeling like they had to be the first one to go. And like, how does this work? And, you know, just kind of like getting together and meeting. Because it is a no kid event. So when you're hosting something at your house, there's also the implication of what do I do with these kids? Yeah. So like my kids are not sleepover kids. So they would have to come home at some right. point, which means our supper club would get cut a little bit shorter than maybe we want it to. Yeah. Or, you know, that we just don't have that support late at night. Yeah. To, do you know what I mean? So for me, I would rather maybe host it at a restaurant or a bowling alley. Yeah. I so, think the so whole we idea, became really flexible with those We rules. did become flexible. I think we were really flexible because we wanted it to work. But I think that having it at your home is there's something more intimate totally. about not being interrupted by servers mm-hmm. and not having distractions in the, in the area that you're at or not... It's like less superficial, I guess, Mm -hmm. when you're in a home, it's more conversations are real and centered around real stuff. Whereas it's like, you're not going to like go deep at a bar. You know what I mean? Because you can get up and walk around. You can get up and walk around. There's so many distractions. If there's TVs in the bar or whatever. Even if you're at dinner, you can't, if you're at a restaurant and we've talked about this with big girl gatherings that we've gone to for Christmas. I'm like, I don't want to go to these anymore because I'm stuck at the end of the table with the same three people that I see all the time and I love them. Right. But the point was to be with all 20 of these women. Right. And we're in this restaurant. We can't walk around and talk to each other. Yeah. And you can't hear anybody across the table. So you have to talk to the person right Mm -hmm. next to you. And then you're kind of literally just hanging out with one person. And what if that person is your husband or what if that's your best friend or, you know. Yeah. It's it's not as conducive (laughs) to like hanging out and getting to know people, which is the whole point of the supper club Mm -hmm. is to like really form true friendships and bonds where you actually know people. It's not superficial and shallow. It's not high by friends. It's actual porch friends, right? That's the whole point of it. The point is to get to the porch. And this is a really good way to get to the porch. Yeah, it's a good starting way. Anyways, what she says in number two is like, you don't, you don't order Taco Bell. Like if you aren't into cooking, then catering is fine, but don't go like skimping on (laughs) Taco (laughs) Bell's dollar menu. ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number three 
uh, her rule was one night every four to six weeks rotating houses. So depending on how many people in homes are in the rotation, each person or couple will only host once every few months, possibly even once a year, which would be great, except that would be a lot of people. But the whole point is so that you're not feeling like, oh, I can't commit to this because I can't host every weekend. Like that would be hard for me. And it seems overwhelming. So yes, rotating the houses helps because then you're, you know, you're committing to one month out of the year or one Mm -hmm. month out of six months or whatever. So that's nice because then that gives you a break. And, but the rest of the time you got to show up, you got to go to the other person's house. You have to have good food and hanging out and laughing and crying at a friend's house. And that's creating that whole bonding experience. So supper club is any night of the week that everyone can make work. So 10 or 11 PM on a Tuesday or Wednesday is not out of the question, despite the consequences of such a late night. For me, that was, we never did that. For me too. Yeah. For me, that's too late. But um, but it's not out of the question for everyone. And it doesn't have to be supper. It could be brunch. It could be. It could be. Yeah. You, could, you know, you be. can get creative with it if you want. This is just more of a guideline. Yeah. Right. I mean, I liked that we did like themes and stuff mm-hmm. to make it fun. And I, my husband, I love dressing up and some other couples that we know do too. So like we thought it was fun to dress up every now and then for supper club. And <laughs> I don't know. We're just fun. I think. Yeah. You know, I think it's fun. fun too. I love I was, it. Like one of my favorite nights ever was the breakfast theme and we all wore pajamas. And that was at Heather's. Yeah. That was one it of was my on favorite. our podcast last week. Hi, Heather. <laughs> That's true. It was so fun. And it everybody was one that of my was favorite there. nights we've ever had. I totally agree. And I think all of the supper club was there. Yeah. That was the last time we were all together. Yeah. I mean, we've done, we've since done them, but not with that whole group. Right. And I laugh so hard. And anytime we run into any of those couples, they always bring that night up because it was such a great fun fun. night. We just laughed so hard. And it was right before COVID. And I remember like Mm -hmm. sending that group picture we have and be like, oh, we miss normal life where we could all hang out. (laughs) That was such a fun night. It was so fun. Okay. Number four is no kids allowed. So she's like, I love my kids. I love my friend's kids. But unfortunately, children take up a lot of attention and energy. And this is very true, especially Mm -hmm. when you have little kids. I mean, we're trying to do a podcast and we have the kids bothering us right now. But and they're not little. They're they're 12 years old. (laughs) But when they're little, yes, every two seconds I have to pee. I have to poop. I need I need to eat. This person did this, whatever. It's there's just nonstop attention seekers. So how can you have a conversation with a mom or a dad or whoever you're inviting in the supper club when you have kids involved? It's just not very conducive to that. Um, So it's meant for adults. Well, and here's the thing. Some people be like, well, I can't get a sitter. Well, you can, because if you're going back to number three, one night every four to six weeks, and you set that date at your supper club for the following supper club, right? then you have plenty of time to get a sitter. Yeah. Planning ahead is, planning ahead is very crucial. Is So that now, that night you set your date and then you get onto your busy bees or your you know sitter of choice and yeah. book that sitter for right. that night. Right. Plan ahead. So yeah, so kids are not allowed. And obviously she makes the exception for like a nursing mom or something like that. So obviously that there's things that <laughs> can change that, you know, but she says they're um, uninvited once they've aged out. So once they're off the right. tit, they got to go. <laughs> the <tit>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, she said sometimes they would fight over the same babysitters. They've had, you know, babysitters cancels and they troubleshoot and put our kids to bed at the party, things like that. And the kids never complained if they had like a slumber party and they used to start their, yeah, they would do their supper club later. So their kids were like already in bed. So mm-hmm. that's up to you. I'm not like a super late night person. So we never really did that. And then that was the last rule she had. And then she had some special notes and suggestions. So 
she said the next supper club date should be decided on before leaving the host home, which we just kind of said, you know, planning ahead is really important. I think if you're and part of why obviously she's putting this note in here is if you're like, oh, we'll get together again some other time, you know, like we'll plan it, whatever. That phone call doesn't happen. People don't get back to you. You know, months or days go by and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, we haven't done that. And and that kind of did happen with our supper club. It kind mm-hmm. of did fall off towards the end when we did get busy and we didn't plan the next one. We were just like, oh, yeah, we'll plan this. And then we never did. So I think making that date and and that's part of the commitment too, is saying, listen, we know that if we don't schedule this out, we're not going to actually do it. So that is important. Yeah. And what happens at supper club stays at supper club. Failure to comply with will result in flogging. <laughs> Hashtag trust tree. <laughs> I want to go I, to this girl's supper club. I know, she, she sounds, sounds great. so fun. <laughs> I love that. I think that's awesome. I mean, we had some fun nights at supper club that, yeah, you got to be able to trust the people that you're with. And that's part of friendship, right? Isn't that we mentioned uh, on some of yeah. our friendship series, mm-hmm. like you need a friend that's trustworthy and, but keeping it surface level and not ever going deep, you're not going to really develop those friendships. So it all comes back to our friendship series and all the things that we've talked about. Um, Oh my God, you guys, you have to do a supper club. If you're thinking about like, stop thinking, just do it. It is so fun. The laughter, like the joy, the belly laughs that make your abs hurt the next day. Like it is also worth it. And none of that would have been, would have ever have happened if we were at a restaurant or just, you know, surface level activities, right? right. But when we're sitting there around, like we've been at your house around a fire and laughing so hard because your husband has these like, would you rather questions? (laughs) And we all get to know each other really quick. Or we've done game nights where we've laughed our asses off, right? Or had like really serious conversations. We've had other conversations that have been really moving and brought the men closer together, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's why it's helpful to do the couples thing, because I think mm -hmm. women often, you know, see each other at pick up and drop off and things like that. And they can cultivate friendships, but how do the husbands then connect? And then having a supper club helps to do that. So, so it's very helpful in many ways. And then also, again, it just all goes back for me to cultivating these friendships that you want to have lifelong friends. I feel like it's so hard these days to have those meaningful friendships and, and conversations and get togethers because we are all pulled in so many directions, doing sports and doing recitals and going to games on the weekend. And then, you know, having to, social lives and other aspects and things like that. We just all get caught up in life. And so being intentional about those friendships is really what Supper Club is about. And that's why I love it so much. So the other suggestion she had was having a yearly celebration out of town, which we never did. Actually. Oh, yeah, we kind of did. We We, kind of did. We rented a castle. Yeah, we did rent a castle and we dressed up. There were four couples (laughs) and all the kids. That was fun. And we dressed like kings and queens. <laughs> it was so it was fun. so fun. It the kids great, still talk about that, they and they st- still ask like, me if we can rebook that. My kids do. Castle, can we go back to the castle? And it was amazing. It was such an amazing weekend. There was like scavenger hunts and talent shows, and yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we played water pong with the kids on that massive island. Oh yeah, right. And then we played adult games when they went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, it was so much fun. That was we a lot of fun. Really hard. And Good family bonding. Great family bonding. The kids had a blast. It was. It was a lot of fun. But we didn't it. do a grown up trip, so we we should do that. Yeah, and kick yeah. the kids. I think out that's what time. she means. Is having yeah, a grown up trip. Too, but so we... I did like doing that with the families as well because I do think that's important to include the kids every now and then. And then the last one was around the holidays. Have a supper club family day or dinner where you bring all the kids, and we just talked about that. So mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun too having the kids yeah be a part of that and and when we did that one of the families that came our kids didn't really know most of the kids all knew each other but another family had come their kids were in different grades so they sort of knew each other but not really and it didn't matter they were all together they were having the best time they were all inclusive they were running around like crazy people yeah I think we had 
breakfast for dinner. Yeah. But, but really good. Lots like of sugar. But really good. Yeah, oh my God. So it was much. so good. Yeah, I mean, it was really the holidays. Good. It was so fun. Can't go wrong. And then they did the secret Santa treats. and that was yeah. really fun for it them. It was really fun. Yeah. I mean, so to be honest, our supper club has kind of died out a little bit mm-hmm. and we haven't done it in a while. I want to say part of that reason is because of COVID where we went so long where people weren't allowed to see each other and that type of thing. So then we started to bring it back and not everybody yeah. could do it. It lost its sort of it's caught mojo it or lost like the wind in its sails. It did. Yeah. And so we just need to bring it back. It's like the levy broke, right? So yeah. going back to you saying it has to have structure, there has to be rules. You got to bring it back and put that structure back into place yeah, so that it to... continues to flow. That water keeps going through the way it yeah. needs to be going. I love it. And I think we all need to recommit and reassess like what's important to us and do we want to be a part of this because it does take a commitment and you have to be committed. And like I said, there's people who weren't committed and they kind of fell through naturally, which is okay. Nobody's mad about it. It's just one of the things that happened. So our supper club has changed and morphed a little mm-hmm. bit and that's okay too, I think. Anyways. I think it will always be changing too. As yeah, people, I mean, because it could, you know, not everybody's grow the out same, of each other right. sometimes and it's not a bad thing. You know, kids go to different schools. We, they finish off elementary school, they go to middle school, they go to different high schools, they have different activities, different sports. Life takes us all into a million different directions. So if if there comes a time where that chapter is over, it doesn't mean they can't ever come back. It just means that you're growing and moving. And sometimes we're not going in the same direction. Right. So. Right. And that can happen in life. So mm-hmm. it's okay. But if we inspired you in any way, I hope mm-hmm. that you share this episode with someone and maybe start your own supper club. And we would love, love, love if you tagged us in it at Mob Squad Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. If you could let us know or DM us if you want to, whatever you want. Just let us know if you did start a supper club or if we inspired you because that would mean a lot to us. I think that would be so cool. If it we would be so cool. Supper clubs are the somebody. best. Yeah, they are the best. And we'll talk about it. We'll probably do like another episode about how it's going, revamping it and doing mm-hmm. more stuff. So stay tuned and we'll let you know. Yeah. And we can post some tips too on how to start your own separate club. Yeah. And I can even link that article that I read if you're inspired yeah, to that's read a it. Good idea. And get your husband involved. Yeah. Make sure he's on board. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be a good idea. (laughs) Anyways, so thank you for listening. (laughs) That was super awkward. Sorry. (laughs) I'm excited to have Supper Club again. Maybe I'll host it. Yeah, do it. I'm I'm, I'm in. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, I think there's nothing better than getting together with friends and enjoying a good meal and bonding. I agree. Woohoo, Supper Club. Food is the gateway to the heart. Yeah. Food for the soul. So good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Please like our podcast, share it, write us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Thanks. See you next time. Thank you.